Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, yo! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas Football Today. That's so unnecessary. A show on the internet. I didn't want the remote on the table. <laughs> My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places where you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Regardless, thank you for spending part of your day. Or to, what, Thank you. I said regardless and threw me off. Wow. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. That's where it goes. Sorry. There you go. It's got to be like... I was going to say, it is funny because you get so used to saying something that if one thing goes wrong, it's like, wait. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making a sound good. She's the, she's the dork, the executive producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. Sup? Um, I had this conversation with Craven yesterday, Mike Craven, our college football insider, because mm-hmm. he did a Reddit, um, the college football yeah. Reddit did a Twitter space. Yeah. A lot of a lot of funny terms in that. In that oh, sentence. I can only imagine. But basically, um, so he was basically got on and and on Twitter, uh, did like a, a kind of a live podcast. I guess is the best way to do it mm-hmm. uh, about football and Texas. And so he went on and he talked about. It. He was like, "Man, it's crazy." He's like, "All of a sudden, I looked up and I'd been talking for an hour and a half about this stuff." And I explained to him, I "Was like everybody at this job reaches a point where they are so." immersed Mm -hmm. in this stuff that like you can just keep talking and suddenly you're like like why do i know all this stuff like he brought points like why do i know so much about rice's left guard guard yep you know it's like same thing from for you and i it's Mm -hmm. like why do why do we know anything about the atlanta rabbits right do you know what i mean yeah um then there's a lot of there's a lot of times where i'll say stuff and like it's accurate and i say it confidently and then i think about it for a second i'm like how did I know that? <laughs> yeah. Today is, oh no, your brain is broken. In, yeah. Because <laughs> um, Aaron Hardigan's the same way. Like yep. all these people who swim in the soup, like they're all the same way. Yep. Craig, that's, oh, why, yeah. that's why we can just talk. That's why the interviews with Craig on Tuesdays are just like, we don't like, we don't, I don't send, there are a lot of, I should pull back the curtain, a lot of like radio interviews, they'll send mm-hmm. you questions ahead of time. Yeah. We don't, so I've never prep. sent Craig a question. No. Like ever. Well, so, and that's been the and cool. And he doesn't send me questions. That's been the cool thing about WTF when we bring on the other reporters like there was one person because she just got there a month ago that we sent questions to. Other than that, these reporters just talk and it's awesome. <laughs> Today is Friday, August 19th, 2022, 97 days until Thanksgiving. Yep. Happy birthday to Fat Joe. Oh, Episode yes. 1439. <laughs> you know, Fat that, Joe. that got me hyped. You know, Fat Joe left Atlantic. Uh, on today's show, folks, and by the way, I should mention this. Today is the last Friday Without Texas high school football games until 
December 23rd. Yes. Until basically Christmas. So, buckle in, Wait, are we going all the way to the 20th? We're not going to the 23rd. No, that's the next Friday night. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I was like, because like next year we will be at like a state championship game like on the 23rd. We will be leaving 18, and uh, presumably it's at 18C Stadium. Right. Or wherever it is. We'll be leaving the stadium on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Because it'll be it'll be the 23rd is the last day of the season, and then it'll be like we won't get out of there before midnight. When you bring so. some like eggnog to post game with. I'm not going to post game with eggnog. <laughs> it's episode 1439. <laughs> on today's show, folks, we've got uh, our friend Chris Cumnock. Chris Cumnock of the uh, Tom Landry Classic going down there next week at Allen Eagle Stadium. A boffo doubleheader, mm-hmm. including the number one team in the nation coming to town. We'll talk with Chris Cumnock, uh, not coach, but nice guy. Knows a lot of coaches. Chris Cumnock, the executive director of the Tom Landry Classic. Back half the show. Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. Back half the show. Helpful Honda Mailback Friday. We're answering your questions ahead of football season. Next week is football season. We want to answer your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, the braid and pickles hair, all those things. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Um, ask your questions. We will get to as many as we can at the back half of the program. But first, do we have first four through the door? Um, we sure do. Somewhere in here. It was Tony Blaylock, uh, Josh Windham. Huh, probably Windham. Windham? It's probably not Windham. Windham. <laughs> Robert. It's probably Wind. Vandermeer. <laughs> These are new names in Crystal Fire 100. Welcome in, friends. Windham. Windham. <laughs> you think he's just a pig flying through the breeze? Appreciate you uh, tuning in, Josh. Earlier today, our friend Chris Cumnock of the Tom Landry Classic stopped by to talk about what they've got cooking. A big doubleheader at Allen Eagle Stadium. If you've never seen it, they've got two big-time matchups uh, coming up this week. Here is, or yeah, I guess we can say next this week. Yeah. Like, theoretically, like Mm, this week. Not really. You know what? I'm going to go with it. Okay. Here's Chris Cumnock of the Tom Landry Classic here on Texas Football today. One of the great week one traditions here in Texas high school football become the Landry Classic there at Allen Eagle Stadium, and they have another boffo doubleheader coming up for week one. Here to talk about it is the executive director of the Landry Classic, joined by our friend Chris Cumnock. Chris, good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. Uh, so I want to start with the important part of, of the Landry Classic, which is everyone knows the big games you bring to town. Right. But this is all part and parcel to a bigger purpose that the Landry Classic hopes to serve. Can you fill people in on what you guys do? Absolutely. So every senior event participant, so that can mean football player, band member, drill team, cheerleader, student manager, student trainer, mascot, if they write for the school newspaper, um, if it's the kids at Allen over there at the stadium that film the game to put up on the video board, they're all eligible for a Tom Landry Classic scholarship. And, you know, if you're the starting quarterback or you're the, the, the captain of the drill team, it doesn't matter. We're, we're looking for, are you maximizing your academic potential? You know, not every kid's an A-plus kid, and we don't require that. But if, you're, if your max is a B-plus, that's what we want to hear from the, your teachers, that that's what you're doing. Um, community service is a big part of it and just leadership among your peers at the school. So that's what we base it on. We, next April when we have the banquet, we'll go over 1.4 million in scholarships. Wow. So That's incredible, so. 1.4 million dollars. It is, it's, it's, I, I'm always struck by, it's easy to get caught up in the matchups and don't get me wrong, we're gonna talk about these matchups, but I also think it's, it's super cool what you guys do 
uh, that's bigger than the football game. That yes, the forty-eight minutes on the field are going to be fun. But yeah. like, I, I think that what you guys are doing, uh, you know, year-round basically is, is really impressive as well. Yeah, it's 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 fun. That's that's you know what keeps you doing it, and it's just seeing these kids at the banquet every year and hearing a lot of the backstories. You know, some it can be easy to think sometimes. You know, when Highland Park was in it, people would say, "Well, what Highland Park kids need a scholarship? <laughs> they don't need a scholarship." But you know, you, you look behind the curtain, and and it's a kid who's whose dad lost his job last year and mom has stage four breast mm -hmm. cancer and mm -hmm. you know things like that and we get a lot of those stories and a lot of families that are struggling and and to be able to help those kids out is you know is, is a really neat thing we've been talking to you about the lander classic for for uh, quite a few years now and yeah. i'm interested in 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 how you've seen the, the the game and the event and the program grow over the over the time that you've been involved with it yeah, you know, it's it's been different. Um, when when we first started, you know, we had it at Mesquite the first two years and then kind of outgrew that and we went to SMU. And so when we were at SMU, it made sense to have Highland Park in it because mm -hmm. they were right down the street. And and then when we moved to Allen, it made sense to have Allen in, in, in the game. But, you know, it's, it's a tough deal now because, you know, when you had Highland Park in it, and, and you have Allen in it, you're really, you're taking home games away from them. So you gotta find a way to kind of make that back up to them. Because mm -hmm. those are two teams that when they have a home game, they make, you know, make a lot of money mm -hmm. for it and that's important for their program. So those have been things that have been really important over the years, as well as the opponents too. I mean, when when you're asking like a South Lake to be in it, well, South Lake's saying, okay, well, I, gotta, I have to go over there two years in a row, so mm -hmm. I'm giving up a home game. And, and so, you know, that's, that's really been more of a struggle than it was the first five or six years. It's, it's, you know, revenue into these athletic departments has really gotten to be an important thing, not because they're, they're greedy or they're just trying to make as much money as they can, but they, you know, mm -hmm. it's expensive to run an athletic department now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, but you guys have once again come through with two big time matchups, starting Friday night uh, with the homestanding Allen Eagles, yeah. welcoming in, uh, according to many polls and many, I, I don't have a great grasp on, on national rankings. Sure. I kind of locked in on Texas, but, uh, but in many polls, the number one team in the country is coming to town in right. St. John Bosco out of California. Right. Um, quite a spectacle you've put on for Friday night uh, yeah. to open the season. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. Um, you know, Bosco, I mean, a lot of people have kind of looked at this like I scheduled Ohio State to play Alabama. <laughs> it's, it's not that, but, uh, but they're good. I mean, yeah. they're, they're really good. And, uh, you know, it, it was not really particularly my um, first choice for this game. We, you know, it's, it's hard getting people, you know, for years, every year after the Classic was over, I would say, man, I don't know how you pulled that off, getting a team to come play Allen at Allen again. And mm -hmm. it was just like... I don't know how we're getting, but you know, mm -hmm. we're getting them to do it. But I knew at some point it would become really difficult, and we're kind of there now. And it, I got a lot of no's this year, probably 22 no's from, from people. And so the two yeses that I got, St. John Bosco reached out to us and said, hey, we, we want to come to Texas. We've been all over the country. We've never been to Texas. Mm -hmm. We want to come play in this. And then the other team was Duncanville. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he'll go play Ohio State. He'll play whoever. He doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I sat down with Chad Morris. I said, "Hey, here's here's the two options I've got. We're getting close to the season. We gotta we gotta go here. We gotta pick one." And he said, "Well, I don't want to play Duncanville because we could play them in the playoffs." Sure, and that's 
good point. But I said, you know, I'd really rather have the Duncanville game. We'll get a better crowd. The better crowd, the more scholarships. Mm-hmm. That's and and you know you always worry about travel. Could something happen? You know, mm-hmm. traveling across the country. But Chad was steadfast, and he, he's like, you know, I, I don't want to play somebody we can match up in the playoffs. I want I want to play Bosco. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have that game, and then when when he left and Allen's doing a coaching search, there was a little part of me that's like I kept hearing Lee Wigginton, and mm-hmm. I'm like, man, we've got Bosco scheduled week one. That is so contrary to what the Texas High School Coaches Association wants. And Joe Martin and I, we were friends and we had this discussion already. There's part of me is like, I don't know if I want Lee to get that job because I know that first, <laughs> that first conversation is not gonna be a good one. Well, he gets the job and calls me in and says, hey, I'm not happy about this. I'm like, I know. But I told him, I said, here's the way it came down and we won't do this going forward. And he's like, okay. Well, it's quite a gift for him and is a, a welcoming yeah. gift is your, your opening game against the number one team in the nation. Uh, but of course, Allen's no stranger to big games as well. They get, yeah. they, they get to welcome him into their barn where they've only lost one game ever. Um, I mean, this is a, this is a really impressive, um, you know, it's going to be a real, you know, we were talking about it before we came on. This is a true, in the sense of the words, heavyweight fight as far as, as, yeah. far as high school football is concerned. Not just like figuratively, but also these rosters are huge and they've got big time playmakers on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. You know, you, there's a, a little bit of me that wishes this was Allen next year because, mm-hmm. you know, a, most of their best players are, are juniors. Mm-hmm. A couple of them are sophomores, mm-hmm. but, but they're talented. I mean, they're, they're, it's a big school. Mm-hmm. They're talented. They're going to be well coached. Lee's put together a good staff. He's an outstanding coach. Um, they're going to be well coached. And, you know, one of the other things that you, that you have to, to look at, too, one of the other factors is, you know, Bosco does play games around the country. Mm-hmm. And, and I asked their director of football operations the other day, I said, you know, what's the biggest crowd you guys have played in front of? I and mean, it's like 8,000. Mm-hmm. And this could be double that. Mm-hmm. And they train in low 70 degrees, and these Allen kids have been training all summer and what we've been dealing with with 100 degrees. So how's that going to, mm-hmm. you know, now it's going to be cooler next Friday, but it's still not going to be 70s. Yeah. Um, so you know, how much is that a factor? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting because there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different elements in this game beyond just Mike Hawkins at the quarterback spot right. and things like that. There's going to be it's going to be a really interesting game and and you know a great measuring stick of of, of where Allen is right now against you know one of the very best teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, as exciting as that is and as as star-studded as that is, I got to tell you as a high school as a Texas high school football nerd, the Saturday game might have me more, more jacked up because yeah. you've got Lovejoy, the number two team in 5A Division two, taking on. College Station, the number four or five team, I don't have them from me, in, in, in 5A Division One, they state runner-up from a year ago. Right. And another, another, I mean, another instance in which you've got star power coming to town. I mean, this is must-see stuff Saturday night there at Allen Eagle Stadium. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, if, you, if you're, you know, a lot of people like to say, like to look at matchups, and, and so you look at, all right, line, inside linebacker, running mm-hmm. back. Okay, we have Marquise Collins, who was the, the offensive player of the year last year, led them to the state finals. Uh, and then Peyton Pierce, mm-hmm. who is probably as good as any any junior linebacker in the country. Mm-hmm. And so just to come out as a football fan and just watch those two, 
but but you're right. I mean, all over the field. I mean, I, I don't know if anybody's got four better receivers, and really kind of five better receivers than Lovejoy. I mean, they've yeah. got so much talent at receiver, and you know, a quarterback that threw for 54 touchdowns last year, and he may not win the job. I mean, he, you know, so and, and you know, College Station returns heavy defense, uh, a lot of their offensive line and the running back, and um, so it, yeah, it should be a a fun game to it watch. It is. That Saturday night game is I'm I'm gonna be locked in. It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be really, really uh fun to watch. It's 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 once again a, a star studded lineup there at the, at the Landry Classic. So uh if folks want to uh, get more information or, or get tickets for the Landry Classic, what what can they do? Yeah, so you can go to TomLandryClassic.com. All of the uh links are up on the homepage there or, or will be by Monday morning. Everything will go live Monday morning at eight o'clock. You can also go to any of the school's athletic mm-hmm. sites as well. And if you don't like to buy your tickets ahead of time, you can come out to the game and, and you know, there will be tickets available. And uh, we open the, the, the box office at 530 both nights. And, and, if, you, and if you've never been to Allen Eagle Stadium, that alone is worth price of admission. You get, you're no going to get great football, I no promise doubt. you that. But you're also going to get uh, a, pure, a, a true Texas high school football, like the grandiosity of Texas high school football on display there at Allen Eagle Stadium. Yeah, and it's been fun to talk to the people at Bosco because uh-huh. they said, you know, we, we've played in, you know, coast to coast. We've, we've played games, but there's something, we, we, this is what we hear anyway. This is, what, this is them talking. They say, this is what we hear. There's something different about Friday Night Lights in Texas, and we can't wait to, to be there in that stadium, you know, with that crowd playing, you know, the, the, the team that's, that's won as many as, you know, as, as just about anybody in Texas. Uh, we're excited, too. It's the Tom Landry Classic going on at Allen Eagle Stadium. Week one, Friday night, it's St. John Bosco out of California taking on the Allen Eagles. And on Saturday night, it's Lucas Lovejoy taking on College Station. Uh, the executive director, Chris Cumnock. Chris, appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for all you guys. There is Chris Cumnock, our friend from the Landry Classic. Um, it is, he said, he said the, let me make sure I get the website right. He said it, but I'm going to reiterate it because he's our friend. It's, I believe it's TomLandryClassic.com. It is TomLandryClassic.com. Ticket draw sale on Monday. Friday night, St. John Bosco, the Braves, a mascot I just learned today, uh, comes to town. They will take on the Allen Eagles, uh, and that's at 7 o'clock. And then the next night, Saturday night, Lovejoy and College Station. That one slaps. Uh, a top 10 matchup in 5A, albeit D1 versus D2, but still a banger of a matchup, both of them. So we appreciate our friend Chris Cumnock of the Tom Landry Classic coming by, TomLandryClassic.com. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at Newton. Did we put, look at the font on that. Look at the font on the, uh, is there like a shadow font on the, the, yeah. the lower third? That's kind of cool. That's rad. We're I Texas just football. had to redo the whole thing because I absolutely accidentally deleted it during the interview. So uh, I got it. <laughs> We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Two magazines and a year's worth of exclusive online content. Never a better time to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber than right stinking now. Um, scan that QR code, go to textfootball.com slash subscribe. We've got, I've already seen, I've seen Steps Mega Preview. Mm-hmm. 4,000 words. Yeah. 
TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. He was like, happy football, y'all. And we've got week one. We've got week <laughs> one tep and stuff coming up next week. Uh, all sorts of good stuff. Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Let's talk about our friends at Athletes to Athletes. Every high school athlete wants to play on the big stage, and every parent wants their child to be the best. But is making your target list of schools based on top 25 rankings really the best strategy? What about all the other factors that go into it, like academics, location, coaching style, financial aid? A lot of factors that need to be considered uh, when selecting a college program outside of just how good the team is. Our friends at Athletes to Athletes have put together a recruiting guide centered around providing a broader, more holistic perspective about what your college experience could be. It's got checklists, do's and don'ts, key strategies, and much more. This 22-page guide covers everything you and your family should know as you walk through your college recruiting journey. For a limited time only, our friends at Athletes to Athletes are offering this guide for free to our audience. Free. Go to text. Go to athletes2athletes.com slash Dave Campbell to download the free college recruiting guide. That's athletes to athletes.com slash Dave Campbell or scan that QR code. And now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful, long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. And now, Ashley, it's time for Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score some great deals on award-winning Honda. Stop by your Helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. That's right. It's Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. We are answering your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, anything you got. Fire it at us. Uh, you know, let us know what you uh, what you're what's on your mind. Uh, as we are now six days away from Texas high school football season, yeah. we are eight days away from Texas college football season. Of course, with North Texas Call. taking on UTEP next Saturday. Um, and yeah, so if you've got questions, fire them on over to us in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter or tw- Twitch, I should say. Twitter, I guess you can. Um, so let us know what you've got. Do we have any questions? Miss Pickle. We do. Let's go with, we're going to throw this up here real fast. We had a question on Twitter. So there's the question right there. New to Texas football, how is it decided what team is in what division? What does stuff like 3A in Division 1 mean? Is the higher the division, does that mean the better the team? Mm. Thanks. First off, welcome to Texas High School Football, Sal. We are very excited to have you. Rad. That rules. Uh, welcome to Texas high school football. Um, yeah, we've got a, a, a few different uh, ways to answer this. So we'll, we'll start with first things first. How is it decided what teams in what division? That is based entirely on the school's enrollment. So if you have an enrollment of uh, 550, 
right? Mm-hmm. Who's who's a team with a number one of 550? Let's find out together as I pull up my spreadsheet. Um, I, this would have been better if I had the spreadsheet pulled up, wouldn't it have been? <laughs> 550. 550, an enrollment of 550 belongs to, this is not helpful, this is not working. This is not working as well, Laron. Uh Okay, so an enrollment of 550 uh, would put you, I believe, in, yeah, that would put you in th- 4A Division Two. Okay, based on the the UIL takes all the all the enrollments and then they divide them up based on enrollment. So uh, what division you're in is based entirely off of that. So 3A is a classification. There's six classifications in Texas high school football in the UIL, 6A, 5A, 4A, 3A, and 2A. Those are just basically dividers. Like, you know, so it's like uh, the biggest schools are in class 6A. The next biggest schools are in class 5A. Division one and division two are divided up. They are subdivisions of those classifications. So there's a 5A division one and a 5A division two. 5A division one is bigger schools than 5A division two. So that's the way to think about it. Uh, Does higher division mean better teams? No, not necessarily. It just means bigger teams. just means schools with larger enrollments. So, um, and you routinely see 5A teams beat 6A teams. Mm -hmm. And you see 4A teams beat 5A teams. But there's obviously like a, like the best 2A team in the state, like, last year was Shiner. Um, they would not if Shiner were to, If Shiner were to play Euless Trinity, it would probably not go well for, for, for Shiner simply because at that point you're talking about a school with an enrollment in the hundreds. Talking of like, And by hundreds, I mean Shiner has an enrollment of uh, actually... Let's see. Shiner has an enrollment of 204. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking on Euless Trinity, who has an enrollment in like the 2000s right. or 3000s. So depth would become an issue there. So there is, so not necessarily better, but definitely, but all that, all the division means is bigger. So when we talk about class 6A, we're talking about the largest schools. When we talk about class 1A, which is six man football, we're talking about the smallest schools. I hope that answers your question, Sal. Welcome to Texas High School Football. Nice. All right. What's next, Mademoiselle Pickle? Um, let's go with, should I go to the missions versus mission vets game next Thursday? Yes. Um, I will say no. Okay. I'm kidding. You should go to that game. It's actually going to be, I think it's going to be one of the better games in in the Rio Grande Valley. It's a Thursday, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's the best game on a Thursday. Um, yes, and two, there is that is a game that down there. Like if you talk to Coach mm-hmm. Gilpin, that's the game that he gets like win. really most excited for because it's a really good crosstown little rivalry. There's also that they don't play every year. Either. No, yeah, I want to say yeah, they, don't, they don't play every year. But this is the other thing about the because it's missions a six A and mission vets is a five A D two, so they are smaller. Uh, then th- to go back to the previous question, they're a smaller team. You should go to this game for the rivalry game. You should also go to the game because we have some pretty like we have some pretty big questions about mission vets. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, this is a team that is going to have uh, pretty significant questions on the offensive side at the skill position spots for what feels like the first time in forever. They need a new quarterback, new receivers. Uh, you know, they're they're going to be kind of a, a an unknown there. Mission is a team that we think has an opportunity to, uh, to to maybe win the district, depending on what you think of Edinburgh North. There's a team that, that was pretty darn good last year and brings back, a d- but but they got pretty wiped by graduation. They've got, they're going to be really young in a lot of places. So there's a lot to learn for both of these teams. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, it's a Thursday night game in the Valley. It's the best Thursday night game in the Valley, I think. Absolutely. I'm, I'm kind of looking at the rest of them. I think the rest of these are Friday nights. Um, so yeah, I would say go to the Mission versus Mission Vets game. It'll be a good game, um, and uh, and and we'll learn a lot about both teams, about where these teams, which have a lot of holes to fill, where they stand at this moment. What's next, pickle? What is a realistic expectation for Iowa Colony? Ah, uh, okay. So Iowa Colony is one of the new 
um, schools. They yeah, are, they said a majority of the kids came from Manville, right. and they went 26-0 and 0 throughout junior high. Sure. So. so this is a team that is joining District 12-4, Division One. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 so here's with a, with a new program, right? With a new uh, a new school, you don't really know what you're dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really know what players you're showing. And and if right. I remember correctly, this is I think the school is actually opening. Yes. Um. So Iowa Colony High School. I'm looking this up. I want to say that they did not play it like they literally did not exist. Yeah, they open. They're opening in 2022. Mm-hmm. So they did not have a football team last year. All these guys are just coming together and playing football. Right. Here's so the negatives are all of the things that go along with that. Mm-hmm. The positives are you're talking about a super talent rich part of the state, right? Uh, Alvin is getting a lot better. Manville needs no introduction. Shadow Creek needs no introduction, right? This is a very talent-rich part of the state. And so, whereas other schools might launch, and it's like, boy, it's going to take them a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like, every time... Frisco has a lot of talent in their in their, in their their town. Yep. There's a lot of great football players in Frisco, but they are divided up a lot of different ways. Yeah, there's 12 schools now. There's a lot of schools. This is the third... This is the fourth school in Alvin. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's the fourth school. So, there's still good talent that's going to go there. Mm-hmm. Frisco, like Frisco Emerson, I believe, is opening this yes. year. Right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Frisco and Frisco Panther Creek as well. I would expect those to take some more time to get up to speed. Right. Than I would for Iowa Colony. Mm-hmm. Also, being in four A is going to help. Like yes. the numbers there, oh, like yeah. the, like they're going to be a they're going to be that's they're going to be the smallest town, small school in a big school district. Mm-hmm. That's going to help. Well, he was what, saying they've got a lot of good size too. So yeah. clearly, the kids are there. It's going to be how fast can they build a culture? Right. So what's a reasonable expectation? Um, I think they should get a couple wins under the belt. Mm-hmm. I think the top end of the expectation is that they can be a playoff team. Yep. Um, I think they can beat out a team like Navasota or Brazosport mm-hmm. for a playoff spot. Um, I think that's the, the top end. It also wouldn't be a surprise because we just don't know if they go 0-10, simply because like we don't know what, what they're doing and how quickly they're going to be getting off the ground. It's a wide variance, but I, I think a reasonable expectation for them would be if you can get three to four wins under your belt and, and play it, you know, maybe you're playing a game that's meaningful in Week 10. That would be a really positive step for a new program. So that's kind of the overall feel I have for Iowa Colony. What's next, Pickle? Um, how many teams that are ranked outside the top 10 in 5A and top 25 in mm-hmm. 6A do you think have a chance of making a deep playoff run similar to Peyto last year yeah. or Cypher in 2017? So you're asking how deep is are these, are these yeah. classifications, basically. So... And and, okay, guess, okay, and I guess here's my question. So, is so it, for, are we talking state or yeah, tell me, tell me regional the, final? Read the question to me one more time. How many teams that are ranked outside the top 10 in 5A, outside top 25 in 6A, do you think have a chance to go deep, a deep playoff run? So, Okay, I mean, so what we're talking about here is, um, is let's just say third round. Is mm-hmm. that a deep playoff run? Yeah. If you win two playoff games, is that a deep playoff run? Yeah. You're playing at Thanksgiving at that point. Mm-hmm. In 6A... A handful. Um, in 6A, I don't know. Like, like a lot of it depends on what your playoff draw is, mm-hmm. right? Like, for example, I like Prosper. Prosper's our number 26 team mm-hmm. in, classic, in Classic 6A. Prosper's our number 26 team. But Prosper is probably going to the Division One bracket. Yep. And they would run into, I believe, um, let's see where Prosper would run. In the second round, they'd run into Arlington Martin. Yep. Right? That's no so, easy task. So that's, that's not an easy task. Um 
Midland Legacy, maybe. I think they have a they have a decent draw mm-hmm. depending on that. That's a team that could make it. Um, I could see. I mean, depends on what you think of like a Cedar Hill. They're gonna go Division Two. Right. They've got an opportunity. Um, maybe Walks, team, I would throw like Waxahachie in there. Division Two Waxahachie. Uh, you know, there's that. So there, that, that's that's one thing. I think in five eighty five eighty one. Five eighty one. I'll just Edinburgh say this: Vela. the winner of Region Four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no teams in the top ten, 10 in Region Four. Yep. So there is going to be a team out of outside of the top ten that are it's going to be in a semifinal, mm-hmm. like Corpus Christi Vets or you Edinburgh know, Vela. Edinburgh, Edinburgh Vela, Edin, or PSJA North, North uh, yep. Corpus Christi Miller. One of those teams that's outside the top twenty-five is going to be in a state semifinal. Um, and then in five A Division Two, five A Division Two is a little bit more balanced from a regional perspective. Mm-hmm. But I would also, again, look at, like, whoever comes out of Region 4. Yep. Because there's only one Region 4 team in the top 10, and that's Liberty Hill. Mm -hmm. Which means a team from is going to be playing a regional final that is not in the top 10. Maybe it's a team like Alamo Heights. Maybe it's a team like P&G. Maybe it's a team like Flower Bluff. Things like that. Uh, So so a lot of it is based on your your playoff draw. There's going to be a couple. There's going to be a team that's ranked... Twenty yeah. seventh in six A that mm-hmm. plays in a in a regional final or well, six A is even harder to because we don't know where because we going. don't know where they're going to go. That's even harder to get. So a lot of it, a lot of it, and the reason that we nerd out of a realignment is that we just start playing out in our minds exactly what these um exactly what these these playoff scenarios look like. So um yeah it's it's there there's a handful there's a handful like just because you're outside the top ten does is not a death knell. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Um uh, you know Peyto was not ranked in the top ten last year to start the year. Um so there's. There's there's no reason that teams outside the top ten or top twenty five can't win a title. Let's do two more pickle. Okay. Um. How do you evaluate scrimmages? Ah. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what I don't do. Mm-hmm. Let me start with what I how I don't evaluate. Okay. Them. I don't look at the score. Yep. Because I don't care. Nobody wins a scrimmage, guys. Mm-mm. Nobody wins a scrimmage. Um. What I like to do, how I evaluate scrimmages, is. Uh, I, I go and I, I talk to the coach and I say, what'd you see from your team and what'd you see from the other team? Mm-hmm. Uh, because they are going to be able to tell you live what they are seeing uh, from the one-on-one drills, from the live quarters, from the things like that. Um, those are, for me, the, that's that's the real, they're going to be the ones that, that tell you. So, so like, for example, I'll give you an example. Um, I texted a coach this morning asking what he's heard about Athens. Mm-hmm. Athens is a team that we don't necessarily have super high hopes for to start the year. They're a team that uh, in di- in that very dis- difficult district nine four a division one, uh, where they are in with Chapel Hill, Kilgore, Lindale, Palestine, Henderson, right? Cool. <laughs> but we have, in fact, we have them pick last in that district, but mm-hmm. one and nine last year. But in talking with coaches around that area, they've said Athens looks really good in their scrimmages. They look really good. They look like mm-hmm. they've figured some things out, and maybe they're going to be better than we think. That's how I evaluate it. Like for me, that's what I'm looking for. I'm right. looking for I'm looking for coaches telling me this team did not look good. This team, right. their secondary looked like butt, mm-hmm. or like boy, they've got some big boys out there, and they're going to yeah. they're going to be able to they, or or like hey, I didn't know if they had a quarterback. They have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Things like that. I think when you're talking about from a team perspective, what I'll look at too is like the demeanor of the team. Like, do they have a team that when things aren't working right, like they all kind of look like they're wandering around. Like, how prepared are you? I think that's uh-huh. kind of how I look at it from a team. But more so for scrimmages, I think I look at it from an individual perspective. Like, that's the best time to get eyes on like a specific yeah. player and go, 
okay, he is absolutely mauling people out here. Like, he's going to be as good as we thought. Or, man, I don't know, it was just a scrimmage, but he didn't look as explo- – like, the running back didn't look as, as explosive. The quarterback's arm didn't look as good. I think I look at scrimmages more from an individual, almost like yeah. recruit standpoint than a team like, aspect. Okay, here's an example. And just just a random example, okay? Mm-hmm. If you watch College Station scrimmage, mm-hmm. I, I don't know who they've scrimmaged. I, I don't know. If you watch a College Station scrimmage, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in seeing, is Marquise Collins fast? Yeah. I know the answer to that. Right. The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not interested in that. But I am interested in, do they have a quarterback? Mm-hmm. Stoney Pryor says that they, they they feel good about the the, the guy who's going to replace yep. uh you know their their core their quarterback mm-hmm. whose name was Jet Huff. Mm-hmm. They they feel good about that. Do they have a quarterback? Yeah. How's it, the offensive line look? Yep. It's where the where the team struggled yes. last year. That's the best way to figure out like oh look exactly. they do have offensive line this so year. So that's that's what I'm looking for in scrimmages. I'm looking for the nitty gritty. Um, I'm not interested in. They won the live quarter fourteen to seven. Mm-mm. That's not interesting to me. No. What I'm interested in is were they sloppy? Like, mm-hmm. did they look unprepared? Did the special teams walk out and had no, no idea, idea what, what they were do. doing? Things like that. Because we're a week out, folks. Uh, Toe's going to meet leather here in in six days. So we're going to, you know, now is the time. That that's what I'm looking for from a scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Do we have an ender pickle? Yes. What is one food that mm. you hate or are allergic to? Because alert- we're not-, not picky people, no, really. No, I'm not allergic to anything. Like I'm allergic to one thing. Which is? Splenda. Oh. Which is not necessarily like a food, I guess. Mm. But, yeah, I have to, like, if someone brings a coffee and they're like, oh, we put some sweetener in it, it's like, yeah. w- is it sweet and low? Because I can do that, but I cannot do Splenda. It gets bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm allergic to failure. <laughs> um. <laughs> I eat failure for breakfast. So, no, I'm not allergic to any food. Um, but a food I don't like, I don't like olives. Oh, man. Dude, I love olives. Love. Mallory and I both love olives. I think that's why we like Bloody Marys. I don't like olives. It's an excuse to get an olive. I don't olive. like olives. I don't like squash. Um, okay. I don't like... That's a really good question. Okay, I don't like goat cheese. Okay, it's kind of tart. I don't like that. That's fair. Um, for me, it's not that I won't eat them. I will. Mm. I'm not the biggest fan of mushrooms. Like, I'm kind of lukewarm on mushrooms. If they're on a pizza or if they're in a dish, like, I'll eat them. I won't be like, I need you to take this back. But if I can go without them. I don't like blue cheese. Yeah, blue cheese is just kind of trash. Because why would you get blue cheese when you could have ranch? <laughs> bingo, bingo. Duh. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's anything else that I like. I like genuinely, like don't like. Like there's things that I don't prefer. But yeah. Like as far as like, like yeah, like will not like, olives is olives is number one. With number the one. Out. That's so wild. Yeah, I I love olives, green olives, yeah. black olives, all the olives. Yeah. Oh. I have my my fridge is stocked with olives. Like I I just eat them. Uh, no, I've said it before, and I I will I will make enemies on this show again. A fresh set of enemies. I don't like sweet tea. Okay, well, I don't like sweets, so I, I guess don't like I, there's tea. my answer, I guess. It's oversweet. It's, like, I don't like sweet tea. Like, I genuinely, if you bring me sweet that's tea, wild. I will not drink it. I don't, I don't want it. Yeah, that's really wild. Um, See, and so. we've talked about this many of times. I don't mind, like, sweet drinks, really, but sweets, it's, like, desserts. I'm not a dessert person. I, yeah. I don't, like, I don't like them. You don't, well, 
No, let's 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 play this out a little bit. You don't like them or you don't crave them. I don't eat them. Period. So the like, only sweets so like, that I eat. So like you come to my birthday party. Mm-hmm. I'm not and eating. We're doing cake. we're doing a Paw Patrol birthday party. I'm dressed up like Rebel. Like you're dressed First up. First off, sick. You're yeah. You're dressed up like Chase. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you? You and and like I offer you some birthday cake. Will not. I don't eat. Wow. Yeah. The only sweet that I'll like eat throughout the year is um my my granny makes unbelievable homemade chocolate chip cookies so i'll have one of those but i like to dip it in coffee because it kind of takes the sweet Mm, flavor out of mm -hmm. it but yeah no i mean nothing okay all right yeah i don't like i don't like i mean i don't like black coffee i don't like oversweet coffee i won't drink like if you you bring me like a pumpkin spice latte I, I will just give it to somebody else. Yeah. So, all right. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to our friend, Chris Cumnock of the Landry Classic for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Still on the floor. Vince Young, please give me your player of the year trophy. We'll see you Monday for game week. Yeah. Texas football today. Mm-hmm.